I've actually done a few um, so like studies, like scientific studies. There's one that hasn't come out yet, and I'm like still not allowed to talk about it um, like fully. I can't really give too many details, but um, I can say it was the most uh, detailed study that's ever that's ever been done mm. um, by reputable scientists, and they they brought me to their lab and they put me in this. Um, they actually built a. Like, could you like not like a it's i guess kind of like a faraday cage but it was like more it was like soundproof my cell phone had no service in it like it blocked all, all electromagnetic any, like, frequencies like, yeah yeah and there you go yeah any mm. any electromagnetic anything and, and they said that they designed the soundproofing to um the standard that it has to be for like like the cia or the mm -hmm. fbi like mm. the way that they have to have their discussions um and it actually locked from the outside which i didn't know so when they put me in there it was like this like contraption it just sort of like locked from the outside and i was like i'm locked in this like tomb mm. right now like it was, it was kind of nerve-wracking a little bit um but they 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 had us do um it was me and some other mediums and they did us one at a time i don't really know who else did it um they had us do uh, readings you know it was like i think like triple blinded like they gave us just a name right. of the sitter and I don't even think the researcher knew anything about. I think they got the name that day. It was it was like you know how they they, mm -hmm. they blind stuff. In was this um, sure no... was this the Winbridge Institute? No, no, it wasn't no. Winbridge. I'm, I'm technically not allowed to say who it was right, okay. just yet. Um, I I was actually telling people for a, a little bit. I didn't realize I wasn't supposed to tell anyone even where <laughs> I went. <laughs> um, and then one of the I had it on my on my website, and one of the researchers or somewhere that I posted it, and one of the researchers was like. Uh, could you take that down until we publish a study mm. just in case like you know like anyone hears about it and they try to cheat and i was like oh my god you know i didn't i didn't even think to you know not not mm. post it mm. um but uh, you know I, i've been able to talk about like what happened i'm allowed yeah. to do that i just yeah. can't say really where or anything but I, I i can't i would love to come back on and actually talk about it when, when I'm it's allowed. done yeah um because there, there's so much that that evidential stuff that actually happened while i was there it was it was, it was so cool um but you know, they the the basically the way it was set up is that they they used I think it was fMRI. They they mm -hmm. made like this like custom um, head cap that had like I think like sixty electrodes or something on it, and it took like an hour every day to like put this thing on my head. Right. Yeah. And they were measuring you know like your I guess brain activity as you're doing readings to see if there's any anomalous activity or anything that just looks strange. Um, but they also were sort of grading your information that you gave to see if it was accurate in the first place. Um, and I haven't gotten the results of that back yet, but I guess I'm allowed to say this. Uh, one of the researchers on the, on the team actually emailed me about something else. And actually in, in the email, he was like, just to let you know, he was like, your information he was like, it was, it was significant all on its own. He was like, without even the fMRI stuff, he was like, but you know, I'll let you know that as, as time mm. goes on. So I was like, oh, all right. Like, it's, it's good to know that, you know when I was put in this box and had no idea about, you know, anything. And I'm, mm. I mean, the way, the way that it works really for mediums um, and, and I, I'm a stickler really for validation. Like I don't, I know a lot of mediums will talk about like past lives and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm not, I don't not believe in that. I think there's a lot of good evidence for it. And my people have spoken to me about it, but there's really no way to kind of validate that. Like if I sit here and I'm reading you and I'm like, you know, you were a Roman soldier and, right. and yeah. you know, whatever BC, 
uh, that's great. And if it resonates and it helps you, that's awesome. But like, there's no way to. There's no way of like validating that. that. No, not unless right, you, you really have. Really can't. Not unless you have like specific names. And, yeah, <laughs> right. Unless you have specific names, exactly. what they did, who they knew. You know, and there are cases like that. It's, but but when it comes up in readings, is it's generally going to be Joe Blogs off the street. Right, there's no way of knowing who that was. Exactly. Mm. And most times, I feel like the stuff that would come up is like you were a you know you're a peasant somewhere. Like there's no yeah. record of. Uh, no. You know, so I, I don't, and I really try not to go there, um, uh, you know, because I feel like I'm, believe it or not, like I am actually a skeptical person. Like I'm, I'm very much like that, like left brain sort of, I need proof. And mm. I don't do this just because like I decided one day I was going to talk to dead people. It was more, it kind of started happening. And I was like, well, if you guys are there, you really got to prove it. Mm. Um, I'll tell you about that in a second. But the point is, is that it's, it's, it's hard to do a reading on someone when you're not getting like the yes, no, could you let me know some more? Because the way that it works for me is like, if I'm like everyone in my family's named Joe, I'm, I'm like one of like 10 Joes in my family across like eight generations. Like I'm Italian. Mm. There's a million of us. No, everyone lives to be older. So like, you know, there's a lot of us. Mm. So if I ever go to a medium, which I, I don't usually, um, but if I do and they said, you know, uh, I know you're Joe, but they're bringing up another Joe on the other side. I literally have like six of them. So, <laughs> Yes, that's that's accurate. You know what I mean. But at the same time, I, I I'm there to say, could you give me some more? Because I don't know. Which I don't know who that is yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then if and then if they said, you know, oh, it was the one who died from you know this thing, and they said that they used to, I don't know, uh, they used to they smoked a lot or whatever. Then I would know. Okay, like that's my grandfather. That's my uncle. Or mm. That's whoever. Um, whereas what you know in that case in the in the lab, like there's no there's no feedback at all, really. Um, so I, I was, was a little, um, I, I knew that I was doing what I was doing cause I I've been doing it long enough to know what it feels like. You know what I mean? The communication versus just like making stuff up. Mm. Um, but it was still a little bit like, Oh my God, like if I'm wrong, I'm going to look really stupid in front, in front of all these, in front of all these researchers. But I was, I was kind of happy that they, uh, they came back with that info. Um, but it, it was interesting. Actually, I, I will share a little bit of this. Uh, I, I ended up accidentally it was not even on purpose um during the because they the way that the study worked it was like you you had a period where you had to report and then you had a period where you received and it was so that they could read the fmri better you know mm-hmm. what i mean um because because when you're talking i i believe it can create artifacts so they had to kind of like analyze it differently and they you know they, yeah. i guess they had a yeah. time stamp on it whatever it is um and um something came through actually for one of the researchers and I was kind of sitting and I, I reported it. I was like, you know, I think this is for someone in the lab. I don't think this is for somebody, you know, the, the, the sitter that I'm supposed to be reading. Um, but I was like, you know, this is the, the uh, a full three names came through like first, last, you know, middle, last and, and the situation. And when I kind of got out of the, out of the, um, the, the, tomb, <laughs> whatever mm. I keep calling it the tomb. Cause that's what it felt like mm. the, uh, the cage or whatever. They, um, I had asked the researcher, I said, you know, does this name make sense to you? And, and, you know, do you understand what the situation is? And he was like, yeah, actually that's, you know, my so-and-so's name. It was like first, last and middle. And he was like, wow, he was like, that's kind of wild. And then the message I gave him didn't make sense. I had said something had happened that day and he didn't know about it. And it was in another state. And then when I saw him the following morning, he, um, had picked me up to, to bring me to the lab. Uh, for the last day of, of of the research, he was he said to me, he was like, uh, he was like, so you know that you were right, I, you know what you said happened had actually happened, and I didn't talk to, I think it was his wife that he had to call or something, mm-hmm. and he was like, she gave me the the story kind of word for word how you said it, it had happened, and I didn't know about it at the time, 
So I was like, oh, you know, mm. that was that for me. That was that was um, kind of uh, it made me feel a little bit more comfortable because I, I, you know, I, I know my job is to prove to people that I'm not some kind of like charlatan. I, I get that. Like I'm, I'm totally prepared to do that. But it's different when you're in a lab and you kind of have everyone looking at you, sort yeah. of like this, like you know, yeah. It, it's like you don't, you don't, you're, you're like a lab rat. You don't know if they're looking at you like. Can, can this guy do what he can do? Or some people are looking at you like, oh my God, this, this you know, extra sensory, like X-Man kind of mm. person. And I'm just like, I'm just there, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. trying to live my life. So it, it'd seem unlikely it that they'd be, um, they'd be looking at you thinking, you know, can this, can this guy really do what he says? Because if they're studying this, this phenomenon, you know, they're at least open to the ability itself. That's true. You know, that's and it, true. It's, it's uncommon to find people that are willing to research this kind of thing, especially with the, the Randys and, and the others who have, exactly. who have crapped on it effectively. Right, right. Quite a bit. And, mm. you know, I, I can't, I really can't hold it against anyone um, for kind of being skeptical about it, especially like these skeptics. I mean, I, I, I'll freely admit this. I'm not a huge fan of like, not skeptical people, but like the official skeptics mm. in the world, because I, I, it feels very like a fundamentalist religion at, at certain times. Mm. Like they're really unwilling to look at evidence, and I'm sure you've had this discussion many times on mm. the show. Um, but I, I can't fully blame anybody because there's so many, you know, there's so many people who are just so full of it. Like you know, when it comes to what what I do, like I, I've met plenty of them that I'm like, you're you know, you're lying. We all know you're lying. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's it's yeah. it's very clear. And and then the other. You know, uh, a larger percentage of the people I think um, that say they do this and they can't or can't do it well, or people that are well intentioned and they just think that they're, mm -hmm. you know, being a medium. Like there was, uh, I'll give an example. Um, for whatever reason, um, in 2018, I had like traveled a little bit. It was just I had a bunch of different opportunities. I was I was all over America. I was in California. I was in Arizona. I had visited family. I went on a couple of trips with friends, and for some reason. Um, most of the places I went, I ended up being in like a town, like I was in Salem, Massachusetts. So there's a lot of like psychics and stuff mm. there. So I ended up getting a reading. I was in Sedona, Arizona. I don't know if you're familiar. I hear your accent. So I'm assuming you are. Um, no, I'm over, I'm over in the state. I'm over in the uh, United Kingdom. Yeah. I yeah. Don't I, much about I, the I don't know if you, yeah, Sedona is this town in Arizona that it's very beautiful actually. Um, but they have a lot of like new age, uh, mm culture there and there's there's like every five steps you go there's like a different store with like crystals and a psychic right okay i i had gotten a reading in both of these places and one of them was was better than the other and both of the people who read me were, were very nice but i kind of came out of it and i was like oh like i kind of get why people look at this stuff and they're like oh this isn't really there's nothing to it because uh, these were people who were reputable that every you know in, in the neighborhood mm -hmm. that they were in mm -hmm. everyone was like oh you know go to this one go to that one and I was kind of like, uh, not to toot my own horn, but I was like, I, you know, you got to get more specific than this. Like, you yeah, can't just be, yeah. like, so, you know, all fluff and so general. Like, you gotta, you gotta give something. Yeah, you it's know? All, so all very I, kind I, of I, subjective as opposed to objective yeah, things and, you can uh, confirm. Yeah, right. And and I so I I I do sympathize with people who are um, skeptical about it or, or at least unsure. Um, I really can't hold it against anybody. But I will admit it does get frustrating at times because there's there there'll be moments where I'll come out with like something that's so even I'm like oh my god like I can't believe that <laughs> that's that's even real and then you still get people that are like oh well he must have googled you or mm -hmm. you know he must have done research and I'm kind of like uh, it's stuff that you can't even really Google yeah. like yeah uh, you know I, there, there's just certain people that you you can't bring up enough 
you know, enough stuff. Yeah, the sort of person that, no matter how unlikely a physical explanation <laughs> is, it must be a physical explanation. Regardless of right. that, there has to be a line to draw where you can start right. to think maybe it, it is something a bit more than that. Right, uh, exactly. And, and you know, it, it, for, for I think for most legitimate mediums who really, like, try to work hard and, and bring through, you know, accurate information, um, it's 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 frustrating it's mm. definitely frustrating mm. but uh you know i, I it, it's part of the part of the job part of the process i suppose a lot of people get um skeptical when they see things on the on the television and, and everything where people are asking for a first letter of a first name or something whereas they would would think you know well if, if it is this person coming through giving messages they should be able to give us you know information direct as if you were talking to to the person themselves to tell exactly who you are right you know and give very detailed information directly without need of right. interpretation. So how does it actually work for you? You know what? So I, I, I actually hear that a lot. And I, again, I get, I sympathize with people who think that, but I, that's usually coming from a place of not understanding how the process works. So for me, and I, I think really for most mediums, I have a few medium friends that we all kind of work and forever family is, is uh, very involved with them. Uh, the forever family foundation. I'm sure Liz, mm, you know, you know mm, about it. I know about it, yeah. and stuff. And, um, <clears throat> So it's it's really all symbolic. So it's it's most of the time, it's not like it may seem like the conversation we're having, like I'm talking to you, and I could just like turn around and relay the message to someone else. It's not exactly like that. It's more like someone will come through, and and for me, I'll usually feel. That's the only way I could describe it is that I'll feel the relationship, like it'll feel like dad, or it'll feel like mm -hmm. a grandmother, or I'll feel that it's someone in your generation. So I know it's like a spouse or a brother, you know, it, it, it works for me. And, 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 and listen, sometimes it's immediate and it happens so clearly and so quickly. And, and it does feel like a one-to-one -one conversation. And there's other times where I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh, this could be a father or a grandfather. I kind of got to ask them for more. And then they'll tell me like, they'll show me J a. So I know they had like a, a name that's like James mm -hmm. or Jack or, you know what I mean? It's like, kind of, so, uh, you know, in those cases when it's a little bit more general, I myself will ask them like, all right, you got to give me a little bit more got, until you narrow it down. Mm. So, you know, that, for whatever reason, that's how it works. It's not always you hear things. I mean, sometimes I do. I'll admit like once the energy's flowing and we really have a good connection, um, I, I could sit there and literally it's like taking dictation. Uh, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just pictures. Mm. And, and for instance, I'll give you a, a really good example. Um, a few, I want to say it was like maybe a month ago, I was reading this, um, this woman and she had lost her, I think her dad had passed, I'm pretty sure. And her dad was actually coming through like very accurately. And it was, it was very, um, you know, like I, again, it was like I was dictating, yep. um, which doesn't happen so often. And, um, all of a sudden he showed me a, like, a you know, you, you play a movie in your head or you imagine something mm -hmm. and he showed me this, just a random person with a plastic bag scooping up a fish out of the water and then sealing the bag with mm -hmm. the fish in the water. So I like took a second and I was like, okay, what the hell could this possibly mean? But I, I just knew that it meant a, a, like a factory that packaged fish to like ship it out to be consumed all over the country, but not just like cans of tuna. Like, you know how you see those like vacuum sealed, like, yeah, tuna like, steaks, or, like yeah, yeah, right. Stuff yeah. like that. So uh, now I, I'm like, I, I feel like a lunatic, but I have to ask her what this like fish, fish packing plant means in reference to her father. But I, I didn't know the situation. He just brought it up. So we, we were on the subject of her brother at the time. And I said to her, you know, this is going to sound crazy, but you know, just what I explained to you. 
And she was like, oh, my God. She was like, the last picture my brother and my dad have together are um, my, my brother brought my dad to this fish packaging plant that he lives a mile away from in Oregon. And, and it's like their last picture together. And, and she was like, it, she was like, it's so crazy. Like, mm. you know, nobody would even know about that. Like no one posted about it, whatever. So, you know, it, symbolically that that's how it works. Like I, mo- some people might have seen that image and not even understood what it meant for whatever reason. I, I guess I was sharp that day and picked up what her, you know, what her father had meant, but mm. I, you know, I don't know why, it works that way. And it's not just, you know, I'm hearing a voice in my head that says I went to a fish packaging plant with my son. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would yeah. be much easier if that's how it worked. But I, I think it has, has a lot to do with the way our minds and, and consciousness works in, in general. Um, because if, if I, I think if you really kind of boil it down to like a fundamental level, we all kind of think symbolically anyway, mm-hmm. like if you really kind of pick your own mind apart, uh, you don't have to think in words. Like we're not always verbalizing in our own head. What's at least I'm not. You no, know what I mean? Like no. I, it's like when you look at something, or you, or you. I guess even when you're having an emotion or some kind of realization about someone or something, it's not always in words. It's sort of just like a knowing. Do, it, you know I know what, what you mean. I do. Yeah. And, and and I think that's how our minds work, like pre-language, because you could still think and realize mm-hmm. things and perceive even if you didn't learn a language. It's possible. Right. Um, you know what I mean? I, I feel like a- animals do it. You know, dogs have, uh, I feel like dogs are pretty intelligent. I think they have, um, emotional intelligence too, honestly. And I don't know if they have the words to verbalize that. If you could read a dog's mind, I think it's just more, you know, like your per- uh, perception. So I-, I think that's why, um, it, it works that way for, for mediums because we're sort of having to translate like this intangible thing into like a like a verbal conversation so mm. I, I feel like the it's almost like translating one language into another and and, and i don't know if you speak another language like i, I speak some italian oh, i speak a bit of japanese so some, but not much oh so uh, but you know how sometimes you'll try to translate something and it, there's no exact translation yeah. for like a word or a sentiment in yeah. that language it's like a very cultural thing yeah I, I feel like that's sort of where where um where that comes into mm. and and i think for people who are much more in the materialist way of thinking and, and sort of like, well, why, you know, if you're talking to my mother, why can't she just tell you, you know, uh, A, B and C and describe everything. And I'm like, I, I think, I think the woman's trying. It's just, I, I think I'm the limitation. If you really want to know, I don't think it has to do so much with the other mm. side. I think it's more. Yeah. I mean, know, as, as you know, as the medium, you're kind of having to garner on your own experiences and your own interpretations of things, as opposed to the, right. the woman that you're getting through. I mean, a good analogy is, you know, if you had a conversation with a lion from the, um, from the safaris of Africa who spoke perfect mm. English, you still wouldn't right. have a clue what he was talking about because his frames of references <laughs> are so far removed from your own. So different. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I do think that in itself is sort of evidential if you do the, the research about afterlife in general, because if you talk to people who have NDEs, they sort of say the same thing about their experience. Like when they're trying to describe it, they'll tell you like, you know, there really are no words for it, but, mm. uh, you know, this is as close as I can get. So I think that whole realm is just sort of hard to translate. Yeah, it, it is. Physical. And although with NDEs, although the foundations are exactly the same, you'll find that they talk about it from their own religious point of view. If they see a a right. spiritual entity an atheist will say i saw a being of light whereas a christian will say i saw christ or right, a hindu right, right, will say exactly. i saw whoever and yeah and then the afterlife realms are very indicative of their religious beliefs although they are generally right. the same description 
so it's it is very dependent yeah, on i think it's yeah well i i think it's i i i sort of have learned through my work i think the the language of the universe i guess you could say is sort of symbolic you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i think that's really how how it, it it all works and if you want to get philosophical about it i mean you know a rose by any other name would smell as sweet or whatever the quote mm-hmm. is you know what i mean from, mm-hmm. from shakespeare it, it, that's really about symbolism it doesn't matter what you call something it's everything's a representation of everything else and it's you know it's you can really go down like yeah, a rabbit hole there yeah. i mean with shakespeare i never have a clue what that bloke's talking about to be honest but, <laughs> correct but, yeah uh, very I mean, confusing i get but... the point yeah so I, I do think that that's, um, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's good evidence of sort of being, it all goes along with the rest of the research, mm. but at the same time, it is, it's a hard thing. But, you know, also too, I, I feel like um, depends on, on sort of the medium you're talking to as well. Like, like I really try to get myself out of the way in, in a, in a reading. Like it, it's the, I think the best mediums understand that. Like there, I know some mediums who actually can do what they what they claim to do and you know uh, they may have passed the same test that i did and things like that but i kind of feel like their own like you're the filter basically you're filtering someone else's consciousness so your filter kind of gets in the way and i've seen it happen before where like i'm watching a, a medium do a reading and they get information and then i knowing them personally i'll see their own issues kind of bleed into the reading and they're mm. like giving the person from their point of view what they think like the spirit on the other side is trying to tell them and i'm yeah. like not everyone yeah. has the same issues that you do like yeah. kind of gotta so I, I think that's where it's just so hard to research this stuff and and it, you know because people are so difficult <laughs> in Indeed. in general Indeed. so it's yeah. like you're dealing with the person sitting in front of you getting the reading you're dealing with the medium mm. excuse the banging I'm that's, that's all right. a problem. and i mean you know with we see a lot i mean i spoke with dr chris french recently who's a prominent skeptic in in Psy. And you also have, because you're dealing with direct consciousness and, you know, minds, Mm -hmm. you're dealing with not only kind of the data that you're, that you're working with, but also the influence of the, of the minds that are doubting and the minds that are believing and how they influence the results as well. You know, the sheep goat effect. Right. And you know what, that that's so true. And and this is something that I actually struggle with again, because I am a skeptical person. So I, you know, my, my, my journey sort of started with, with this just happening to me. Like I would just know something about someone or I feel whoever around them. And, you know, I would say something to them and they'd be like, Oh my God, you know, my husband's name was Gary. And I was like, Oh, okay, well, bye. You know, <laughs> it kind of freaked me out. And I was just kind of step back for a minute. Um, but I said to them, you know, if, if you're real, like you really got to prove this to me, like this, I, I can't just like dive into this. Like I need this shown that this is real. And there were so many examples in that first year of me doing this that I was like, at a certain point, I was like, all right, Joe, like it's, it's borderline madness to actually pretend this isn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, you know, that's a good point that even now, like, you know, I, I, not that I question if it's real or not, because I I know it's, I know it's there. Like I have too many experiences Mm. and my own, you know, I I do many readings a week. So, you know, I'm not really, Mm. I'm kind of past that, but I will say, um, listening to skeptics and and even sometimes conversations within like the scientific community for people who are proponents of consciousness being non-local and not produced by the brain it sort of brings my i don't know how else to say it like my vibration or my energy my my consciousness sort of gets like downgraded a little bit um and it brings me back to the physical world because uh, you know i struggle with it because i'm like well you know why 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 should that be something that's like affecting my readings or my ability mm. to kind of connect to the other side? But 
I think it's really because, you know, to do this, uh, I can only describe it in sort of new age terms because there's no real scientific language yeah. for it. But the, the way that it's been described, and I, I think this is also sort of metaphorical, but they say that, you know, for us to communicate, we sort of have to raise our consciousness, whatever that means, or raise our vibration. And I can only describe that from an internal point of view. And that is a real thing that happens. Like you could feel that it's, if you meditate at all or do yoga, uh, you'll probably know the feeling that I'm I'll, talking I'll about. It's that it. sort of like yeah. connected, sort of mm -hmm. very peaceful bliss sort of thing that, that, that you feel. You kind of have to get into that headspace. Um, and then apparently they say, again, I don't know if this is true or not, but that the, the consciousness on the other side sort of has to like slow their vibration down to sort of meet you halfway, which makes sense to me, I guess. Um, so that's why they say, you know, that the connection sometimes isn't always as easy um, or as fluid because, you know, you don't know who you're connecting with, but I think mm. it's more the medium, honestly, mm. like, and, and the sitter, I think it's more the living people. Um, but sometimes, you know, if, if I, it's really why I try not to pay too much attention to skeptics because a, they're not gonna. They're not gonna tell me anything I haven't heard them say already. Like I've heard every argument. I, I get it, um, and I don't think I'm gonna change anybody's mind because I feel like a diehard skeptic is. You know, I could, I could tell them their social security number and their grandmothers, and they'd still, yeah, well, you know, tell me I that mean, I folks like that. You know. they're, they're not. I mean, if you have to describe them as diehard skeptics, they're not skeptics because skeptics right, that's are like more of a fundamental. Yeah, skeptics will doubt, but will be swayed by evidence. You know, cynics right, right, and right. doubters, or not, well, not even doubters, but cynics and you know scoffers and people that are just so right. set in their belief. Yeah, little, As you say, it is almost cusping on a religious movement. Yeah, it, and it is a yeah. little cynical. You're right. It's it's less it's less skeptic and more cynic. But mm. listening to that sometimes it does it does get in my head a little bit, and then I start to play that like I guess it's like sort of like an ego. Thing where like I have to be right or I have to you know what I mean like I, I, I kind of stop paying attention and, and putting my energy in the place that it's supposed to be and you know it's 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 been a long sort of journey figuring out like how to navigate all that because again as a sort of left brain scientific minded person I want to hear the counter arguments so that I can mm. better myself and, and do better but I, you know at the end of the day you kind of just have to like doing this work is really you have to work on yourself you have to kind of step out of your own way and just like yeah not really focus on any of that and leave leave the research to the people who really should be doing it because at the end of the day yeah. like i i can only i i gotta stick to my stay in my lane you know what mm -hmm. i mean in order to really do it as best as possible but it's hard for me because i'm i'm a curious person and, uh, and i, I think the best mediums are a little skeptic and a little bit curious you know what i mean yeah well i mean the best the best mediums or even you know the best scientists or the best kind of skeptics really will be skeptical of their own worldview and their own experiences right, and will right. will attempt to be. explain them away first that should right. always be the default you know and when you're left with no other possibility then you right. begin to i mean i'd love to see these people that say that you know research and mediumship and and any sort of psi experience is unscientific i'd like to right. see what would happen if if they'd walk into their house you know their own house alone and and see a kettle floating in midair mm -hmm. and what would they do then you know would they then say that's <laughs> right. unscientific because it's and it's the same with mediumship you know if, if you are very scientifically minded but you have an experience that can't be explained away you know something so right. so accurate it's like having that happen you know it happened you can't deny that it happened what do you do right. with it now it's, what are you supposed to do with it exactly yeah. and and that's that's where I'm coming from with it. Like I, I always tell people I am not a medium because I want it to be. I, I really did it. Like, mm. honestly, this was not, a, I was in school for music. Like I wanted to write songs and sing. like, that was, that's always been my, my love and my passion. 
I never thought I'd be like talking to dead people for a living, <laughs> you know, yeah. and have my brain studied. Like, it's just the last thing I thought. I mean, it, I come from a family that's actually very much into this and, and I have other mediums in my family and I grew up around it, but I was really the only one that was skeptical. I was kind of like, I don't know about this. Mm. But then like so many other people, I had my own experiences and I really think that's the only way to truly know that this is is there you've got to have your own experiences i mean the research can only do so much i i i believe but at the end of the day anyone that i know who's like yes this is there there's something to it has always had their own experience Mm -hmm. like it's you just have to it's believing is seeing in this in this it is yeah and that's i think that's the one thing that's missing from from my life to turn me from you know believing it's there to knowing it's there because i I will never be 100 percent certain unless something happens to me that i can't say you know i can always look at a a video of a paranormal experience and i can always say there could have been wires there could have been this it could have been that no matter how definite the person is that they were the only ones in the house and they didn't do anything i could always say that but until i know the situation myself and it happens to me there's no way of of 100 percent being convinced you know, and if right, you are, exactly. then you're religiously thinking. You're not thinking in terms of science. <laughs> right. You're you not, it's not a critical thinking. No. Yeah, but that that's so true. I mean, you know, I'm at the point where I am, listen, I'm open to <laughs> if if somebody proved that you do not survive after death, then, I, listen, uh, then I guess I've been psychic this whole time because mm-hmm. I, I know that there's definitely something non-local happening. I mean, I, I don't believe that. I, I really feel that I know that mm. it's, it's there because I, I don't have any, again, like scientific proof, but, but I can feel the difference between when I'm just reading someone's energy or having like a precognitive moment versus, you know, talking yeah. to someone's child on the yeah, other side. Yeah, and that, that's, one of the, that's one of the questions, isn't it? Where the mediumship is a genuine connection with a non-local kind of non-bodied mm-hmm. consciousness or whether it is a form of super psi, which is, right. you know, reading from living people and not actually evidence to suggest that consciousness continues after right. death. What do you think about that? Well, you know what? I think there's... Um, I think in certain cases, like with very um, basic information that a medium could bring through, you could argue the super psi, you know what I mean? Very easily. But then there's, there's such a, I'll give you two examples from my life um, where, where I was like, I was actually at, it was a time I was questioning quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad this stuff had happened. I, um, I had, I was dating someone and he had, told me about his childhood dog that that um had had just been put to sleep like that day and he had the dog for like 15 years but he mm. you know, obviously moved away from home and and he um he i forget exactly what the situation was but he like i think he felt guilty about leaving and not taking the dog with him it was something like that so he was like could you talk to the dog and i was like I, it's kind of hard for me like i'm not a big animal communicator as it is like i love dogs here but like mm. they don't always come through to me and i was like why i i said i was like you know it's it's very real i said so why don't you do what i do and i said why don't you ask the dog i, I was like i know this sounds crazy i was like but ask the dog on the other side if you're there and you know you're okay and, and everything send me this very specific sign so he said okay i want to ask him he like said this out loud to me it was just me and him in his apartment he said, I, I want to ask him to send me a cartoon pencil drawing. Or he was like, it can't be like crayon. It's got to be like a, like a realistic like drawing of a dog. Mm. So I said, okay, fine. Ask for it. Literally like four hours later, a friend of ours came over and she took her shoes off and she had two different socks on. And she was like, oh, she was like, I can't believe I put two different socks on. And one was like a regular sock and the other one had, it was printed, but it was like, 
uh, like pencil drawings of of little dogs, like mm. on mm. the on the socks. So he saw it and he was like, and and I had said to him, I said, you know, um, I said I, this particular friend's coming over. I think for some reason she's going to give you the sign. So when she had the dog socks on, he was like, oh my god, okay. He was like, well, I guess this stuff's real, and mm. and that was it. And I was mm. like, you know, for that form of super sight to to have happened, she put those socks on in the morning, so it would have had to have been. Uh, one of our minds would have had to go back in time. Yeah. yeah. Ma- per- mind control her to put on two different socks. Mm. Then uh, one of us would have had to like, know to bring this up to the other one. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do. It, it, I do. It, it, it would have been, it would so have been many... hard pressed. Right. And I'm yeah. just like, in the, in this case, if you want to say it's coincidence, that's fine. I feel like the odds of that happening are insane, but okay. But if we're going to go the, you know, a more non-local explanation, I feel like the more simple one is just the request was answered. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've had a and- I've had a similar experience. I'll tell you about mine with my two dogs. Uh, I lost them both on the same day to two different reasons. Oh no! We had to put them both down. And um, where I lived, I mean, my favourite animal has always been the fox. Mm-hmm. And um, where I lived, I lived in this particular house, not this one, but the last one for twenty four years never seen never seen a fox and i said mm-hmm. i said to ty and Omi once they once they went i said send me one send me a you know mm-hmm. not just a fox but a tame one because that just adds a level mm-hmm. of of unlikeliness um, right. and after we lost them we me and my mum would go out for walks at night just try and clear our heads each night and um nothing happened for a while um and then within a week we saw a fox run across the road and I, I thought, well, A, it wasn't tame. It just kind of right. died across I me. Mean, I'd never seen a fox in 24 years of being there, but then I'd never really been out at night either. Mum um, right. was always out at night walking the dog, and she said she never saw any, anything, so I'm taking that into oh, consideration. Okay. But I thought, okay, fair enough, but we won't take much notice. Um, nothing happened, nothing happened. I asked again, um, send, send me another one, see what happens. Within another mm-hmm. three days, a second one ran out in front of us, even closer. Oh. And I thought, okay, that's mm-hmm. a, that's getting a bit unusual now. Right. But I won't think much of it because I've never been out really at night, so I wouldn't have seen any if they were around. But two two in a, in a couple of weeks is unusual. Third right. third time I asked, um, I will say third time I asked, I was always asking every time we went out. Right. Um, and third night we were out, and my dad came along with us. And every time my dad came out, nothing interesting ever happened. Um, mm-hmm. So I said to them that night i said if you can send me one now that'd be pretty definitive you know mm-hmm. and within 30 seconds of me thinking that the third and closest one ran across the road and i thought okay right. this this is now beyond now it's getting you know, weird. <laughs> after yeah. zero in 24 years and then three in in four weeks you know right. I, I can't right, really right. say that's much more than and you know dealing i never told mum i never told dad that i'd asked for this to happen because i didn't want that mm-hmm. to be an influence Right, right, right. And so I can't really see that as being anything else other than the influence from Ty and Omi influencing right, kind right. of nature. And it's not even a case of influencing somebody, it's influencing nature. So right, I, I can't right, see right. a super psi explanation for that outside of right. they just happened to be many foxes out that night because of the lockdowns or something. But in 24 years, right. never seeing them, I couldn't really reason that away. 
Right. And you know what my, my I, I think that honestly, I would have taken that as a sign after the third one. Mm. You know, I'm kind of like that too. Usually if I get a sign, I'm like, all right, give it to me again. You know, so, mm. so I really know. And I, I always joke, I'm like, when I die, I'm going to get there and they're going to like kick the crap out of me. because <laughs> I <laughs> I really like have made yeah. them, I put them to work. But you know, my, my whole issue with Super Psy really, and I've never really heard anyone else say this, and maybe this is naive of me, but I feel like at a certain point, it's not only do I feel like it borderline, it's borderline a little absurd, like as it, when it, when it's these complicated situations, it sort of borders on like mind control a little bit. Because you have to like make people like I would be the one making somebody like bring this up, do this, do you know what I'm saying? Like the, yeah, there's I know what you situations mean. where, like, you know, there was another one with the, it was actually around the same time. And, and um, I had asked my guides for a little bit more evidence that they were there. And I, I asked them to send me. Um, I don't know if you've read the book, The Alchemist, um, if you've ever heard of it. I know of it. I've never read it. You know what? It, I, I had a, a crazy situation happen with that as well. I, I could tell you that story too, but I'll, I'll fast forward. I, it, it's, a, it's a very important book to me and um, sort of on my the beginning of my journey. And I had asked my guides to send me that word. I was like, you know, if you guys are really there, send me this word, you know, the, the alchemist. I said, but you can't make me see it like on some like spiritual Instagram mm -hmm. or like mm -hmm. one of my medium friends. Like I was like, it's got to be in like the dumbest place you could yeah. possibly think of. So there's this candy store in Manhattan called Dylan's Candy Bar, um, and it, it's trash. The candy's horrible quality. But um, my my ex used to live on it was on the corner of his block, and we had I had literally never been in this place. I think maybe one time I went inside on a cold night to wait for an Uber, and then I left. I, I I'm not a fan, and so I didn't tell anyone that I thought this. And, and the next day, I was with him, and we were I don't know at Home Depot getting something. You know, it's it's I don't know if you have Home. It's a hardware store. We're at the uh, hardware yeah. store, and um. I keep forgetting you're in the UK. <laughs> and uh, I, he was like, oh, why don't we stop in Dylan's and get candy? And I was like, oh, all right, whatever. So we go into Dylan's and I'm like protesting the whole time. Like, I don't want anything. I'm being such a like like a pain in the ass about it because I don't like their candy. And I, they have this wall in the basement. It's like this glass case. And they have these little um, like glass boxes that you can see what kind of candy's in mm -hmm. it. And they had celebrities come to the store and put their favorite candy in it. And then they put the celebrities like picture and right. and you know yeah. they show like what kind of candies they like and they have like uh over a hundred of these in this like on multiple shelves from like mm. florida in a display case yeah right for whatever reason i decided to look up in the far left corner and i had to like stand on my tippy toes because i'm really not that tall i'm only like five seven um so i'm like on my tippy toes looking and i've never heard of this person in my life but some rapper named the alchemist made a candy box there meanwhile he's in the same case with like ellen degeneres and oprah uh -huh. and like julia roberts you know what i mean i'm like who is this guy <laughs> so i saw that and i was like oh my god like in a candy store so, yeah and and it was funny too at the time i had seen it it was i remember it was 6 44 at night and oh it's funny it was just 44 right? 44 is like uh, my number that my guides told me when you see it like that's how you know we're around um, so I, I happened to see it at that time and I, I was like, yeah. there's no, like, I didn't tell anybody about this. So for me, I was like, if this were a super psi example, mm. I would have had to implanted the thought. First of all, I would have had to divine the location of, you know what I mean? Like I would have had to mm. somehow figured out that this was there on this corner in this candy store, assessed it, that it was obscure enough for me, then made my ex at the time want to go in there. And I'm like, do I have this power over people? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like yeah. That's like a, and it, I feel like for that to be. It's quite funny know. as well, because as you were telling me that story, it's currently 6.45 p.m. here. Right. 
I, I oh, yeah. is it? How funny! Yeah. I had, I had, I looked up. It was one forty-four yeah. as I was saying it. I was like, oh, yeah. funny. The six. Um, yeah, it would have been six forty-four here as you were saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, just uh, that's why I'm like sort of just logically from the not even like in the knowing that I have within myself. Logically, I'm like, the, yeah. I don't know. It's not really you, tracking. You gotta, to me. you gotta look. You know, what's more likely? Okay. You know, say you right. don't, you don't believe that this sort of thing exists. What's more likely that all these kind of as mediumship as well as all the other lines of evidence of a non-local consciousness that all point to the same direction is it more likely that it's all wrong it's all fraud right. and that there's some kind of physical explanation that just no one's recognized yet or is it more likely that maybe right. these things are pointing to something in a universe that we don't know pretty much crap about that there's something well, we've correct. missed that we don't know yet that exists i'd say that right. seems more likely to me given the evidence i think so I, right, give, exactly, given mm. the evidence, because, it, you know, if you look at the stuff that we're talking about, and then the NDE stuff, and just, just everything, it, it none of it really points to the super sci explanation. No. Um, but again, we can't rule that out 100% either. So, uh, you know, I'm, I don't think that that's the case. But if someone were to prove that, listen, you've just been like an excellent psychic for years, I'd be like, okay, well, you know what, I, you know, I guess I, when I die, I'll disappear, but at least I'll die knowing, you know, I, I wasn't, fully crazy yeah but you know yeah. At, at at this point just my own experiences i know that at the very least people are psychic you know what i mean like even if you want to throw the whole survival of consciousness out the window which again i'm, I'm not mm. a, i know it's there but <laughs> uh, just just all the things that have that i mean the readings i've done uh, you know uh, the the really good ones i mean even the mediocre ones i feel like sometimes i'm like i discredit that because i'm very critical mm. um because I always want more evidence, but just, I mean, even some of the other mediums that I've seen do readings, like friends of mine and stuff at the conferences yeah. and things, yeah. I'm like, there's just no way that these people, I mean, uh, there are even group readings that I've attended, like, you know, mediums will, will do these like groups of like 10 people. And, and most of the time you're in correspondence with the person hosting and you don't even know who's showing up. So you can't even, you can't even use the Google, you know what I mean? Mm. You, you, they, they can't even use that because... Uh, you know you don't even know who's attending these things you're just showing up yeah. at a stranger's house and hoping yeah. you know they're not going to murder you and and yeah. you know you're going to do the reading yeah indeed yeah i mean you can always make an argument especially for television mediums which is un unfortunately where most people get their opinions yeah. from that you know a it's edited very sympathetically it will be right it really is b really is. you know you can't tell if if there are confederates there asking around trying to get you don't know if if people are having to fill out filter forms to say why they're there who they're expecting to get right through. right right so you know you can't take anything on on the television on youtube on the internet at face value because you weren't there you don't know how it's been edited and you don't know what took yeah, place that... but as you say you know when it's a, a friend's house or even a stranger's house even better um, right because the only thing you could say that? are there hidden microphones maybe but then if you don't say anything you know you can at least control that because you're there exactly well i i had I'm just sharing another experience just real quick the first medium i ever went to was in a group of like i think it was like 13 people and it was right after my best friend's mom had passed away and she was not about mediums at all she was like she knew me and my other friend were going and she was like don't even ask about me i obviously asked about her um and this woman brought forward information that i didn't even know that nobody knew about how her, her mother was actually sending her signs, a particular mm. sign. And I sort of brought it up to my friend in a roundabout way without telling her that the, um, I just brought it up in general to see if she mm. would say anything about it. And instead of just being like, oh, you know, my mom liked these or blah, 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 whatever. She actually said like, oh, so-and-so thinks that my mom is sending me this symbol. And we were all, everyone who was in attendance at this group reading was like, oh my God, because mm. A, 
not only did this woman not know that I was going there, but I asked about someone that, she, you know what I'm saying? Like it was so many degrees of separation that, that you couldn't use. And it was something that no one even knew. Only her and one other person knew about this. So it was right. like, yeah. again, could it have been super sci? I guess. But like, I, you know, after once that happened, that was sort of the, and that happened years before I actually knew I was a medium. Mm. But once that happened, I was like, mm, there's definitely something to this. I was like, this, this can't just be, you know, cold reading. Or, no. There's no. no way. No way. No, absolutely not. One thing that I'm sure you've heard a lot that would, I suppose, drive people away from believing you personally as a medium mm -hmm. is, is genuine. It's, it's a, if they go onto your site and they'll see mm -hmm. that private sessions will cost them $280 mm -hmm. for 40 minutes, right. they'll say mm -hmm. that's excessive. What, right, right, right. What do you think to, to that kind of idea? Well, for two, uh, but I mean, number one, I feel like most of these people who say that a just don't believe in mediumship at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and you don't really know like how much it takes out of me, like what I have to do to prepare. Like it's, this is my time and my life. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, it's not just like I'm deciding to charge for it because I feel like, Oh, like I want to be, you know, like a crazy amount of money. Mm -hmm. Like number one in the industry, that's actually like kind of cheap for who, again, not to sound egotistical, but I've been tested. Like yeah. most mediums have it. Like I yeah. could actually, no, you've got the credentials. Yeah. Right. Like most mediums just hang up a shingle and they say, all right, I talk to dead people and they start charging $300. Like mm. I, I, you know, I've, I've done the, the work to really legitimize myself. That's number one. And number two, you know, I, I it kind of like pisses me off when people say that. Cause I'm like, what about doctors? Like you are, mm. people will say, Oh, well you're helping people and you should be, you know, not charging anything. Skeptics love to say that. Well, you know, why <laughs> would they charge? And yeah. I'm like, don't you go to the doctor and pay an exorbitant amount of money to go have a surgery? Like mm. even you'll have insurance and you still owe thousands of dollars. And this man is literally like removing a cancerous tumor. Yeah. But you're in medical debt. That and wouldn't like, necessarily no one... work in the UK with the NHS, but in the, in the States. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That that's how this works mm. here. And I'm like, nobody questions if the doctor is really doing a good job or, or being an honest person. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. uh, people have to eat. I have to live like I, I, I'm a human. You know what I mean? Like mm. I, and this really does take a lot out of me. Like people think like, Oh, you know, you don't, you don't work long hours and you don't know. And I'm like, you don't understand what it is. Like, some days I wake up and I could have only like two clients, but, but leading up to it, I'm like so drained. And then I get there and the clients are just super difficult or they've lost yeah. three children and their husband is on hospice. And I like, it, it literally takes up my entire day, even though I can only work for like two hours mm -hmm. because it, it, it's draining. I have to, I have to be in the right state of mind. Like I can't do too much to take me out of the, out of, out of the zone. And there's so much to it. So I, you know, I, I really stand by, you know, like what, what mediums charging what they want, um, because I'm charging for my time. It's not, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm. it's not even, uh, you know, and, and again, I think that just comes from a place of people who don't value it. I, most people who value mediumship and, and have done the research and know that I'm credentialed or really any other medium, if you know that they're good, most people don't mind paying it because they know that, that they're getting an, a genuine service. Do, do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And the other thing is really, which I know this is kind of a stupid reason, but from a business point of view, if I was out here charging like $40 and I was a, a certified medium with Forever Family and I've done this other research thing that I, I'm dying to talk about but can't, <laughs> no one would take me seriously if I was charging $40 or $50 mm -hmm. for like an hour. You know what I mean? Like I they would just mean. equate yeah. me with, with like any other like gypsy that has a crystal ball on the street and isn't legit. So you, you kind of have to, there's so many reasons for it, but uh, my main reason is just like, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm worth it. And you know, you wouldn't, 
give a doctor a hard time about charging no. you for a visit. Like what? And I'm not saying that I'm equating myself to a doctor. Obviously, we do very different things. But the point is, is that we're both helping. So why is it okay? It's it's just the stigma attached to it. Yeah, really, is it, it is. It is. Yeah, it, it's the it's the common belief that all mediums are frauds that because right. you charge no matter what you charge it's a fraudulent amount because it's by default already a fraud exactly. I mean, I, that's a good example i was speaking with, with someone a while ago who um we were doing a review for the um um surviving death documentary the netflix oh one, yeah yeah yeah. which didn't really show mediums in a good light <laughs> but, oh no um, i honestly i watched it and i was i was mortified because i knew some of the mediums in it and yeah. i was like oh oh man like the, all the other episodes were great but the medium episodes i was like Thank God I wasn't asked to be in this. Yeah, I, I must say, that. I mean, Liz was saying about Laurel and Jackson being a very genuine medium. And to me, when, really I was, is, actually. when I was watching that Netflix, I would have come away with that thinking she was completely Can I tell a you, fraud, I, you know? Laura's, a, Laura's a good friend of mine. I've, I've read, Laura, Laura read me one time the first time I met her, and she told me something that I didn't even know about. Actually, she, she told me two things. She told me my grandfather had one testicle, which he did. And he used to joke about it and tell everyone about it all the time. Mm. But my grandfather died in 1995, so there was no way she could have known that. Mm. And she told me about my mother doesn't have much of my grandfather's stuff, but my mom has his shoes. And I didn't even know this. And she told my grandfather told her. So she, I, I've seen Laura do amazing reading. She yeah. is amazing. But I, I will agree with you as uh, Laura's a good friend of mine. Like, I really, I love Laura. And when I watched that documentary, I was like, oh, no. I was like, they yeah. really did, they, I, they I think, did not portray her. No. Anyone would have walked away from that thinking she was not genuine yeah, i was i was yeah. actually very upset about it because i was like I, I i have seen her work firsthand and i've seen her do such incredible readings and mm. this was like not again if i didn't know her i would have been i wouldn't have been buying any of it honestly no. if i if i didn't no. if i wasn't a medium myself I, no i mean the, it the, really the, wasn't evidential the tommy boy part of it just completely uh, drained all the legitimacy out of the window for me you know what i i happen to know i don't i don't know leslie Keane, the, the woman who wrote the mm. book surviving death i read her book but i know through forever family she's worked with them and i know a few people who, who know her and her work is legit like she really she i know she had readings with laura and if i don't know if you read the book but laura was actually in the book and and the reading that she detailed in the book was so much more evidential mm. than what was shown on this on this tv show but I I did hear uh, this may be a rumor, but they let they let Leslie consult on the Netflix version of it. But I think on the medium episodes they didn't. I heard that they didn't take her advice or didn't let yeah. her consult as, and no. they kind of they took that. They, honestly, that that to me looked like typical TV BS. Like yeah, they, they it, just it went did. for the most sensational, yeah. you know, provocative. Let's make people doubt that, it. That was a they were episodes of entertainment. You could tell. You could tell that Leslie yeah, didn't have much influence on that. Yeah, those weren't great. But yeah. I thought the other episodes were, were the other ones were brilliant. Well. Yeah. yeah, they were they were great. But yeah. The, the point I was going to come to, which I forgot, was um, yeah, Sorry. I spoke. spoke <laughs> that was my fault. We started talking about Tommy Boy. Um, yeah. We uh, uh, we were uh, we were doing a review for it, and um, one of the guys that I was with, one of the skeptical guys, said, mm -hmm. "You know, well, the don't you think it's immoral?" Because we were talking about mediums, and he was saying, "Well, don't you think it's immoral that these people are preying on on." Um, um, we in fact said because I'm very um, proud of my abilities to be a skeptic. You know, I think right. I'm pretty, pretty switched on. And he said, "Well, if if you are, as you say, a skeptic, you know, why don't you consider that these mediums that are preying on grieving people are taking money from them?" Mm -hmm. And that, to me, that that shows a very strong presupposition there because he's saying that it's already known that it's false. 
Right. So, right. And I said to him, well, that's not how I'd approach it. I'd first determine if they were genuine or not. If they turn right. out to not be genuine and are taking money deliberately knowing what they're doing as fraud, then yes, of course, it's immoral. Right, then it's immoral, exactly. But the fact that they're charging means that they're making a living. It doesn't mean that they're immoral. Because as you say, you know, doctors in the US would be incredibly immoral. Right. But they're not, you know. And if if they turn out to be genuine, no, I don't think it's immoral. Because if they're genuinely talking to the deceased people and they're genuinely helping people over their grief, I don't see that as immoral in any way, shape or form. Right. Unless you have that I, presupposition. Exactly. I think that's just where all... It, it comes just from the feeling like you know that it's just everyone's fake and you know mm. we're, we're all hucksters and and again if, yeah. if that's what you believe then yeah then it would appear immoral and it's a reasonable it position sense. it's a reasonable position to take if you've never looked at the research right well i think that's what honestly most of it is like i i think most people that are truly skeptical that haven't had the research they've only been to fake mediums you know i, mm. I have this conversation with with our our good friend liz often about this stuff and, you know, we talk about the skeptics quite often because we're both sort of, uh, Liz more so than myself will focused on it, but I am too. And um, we always say that, uh, you know, knock on wood, they've never really tried to take down any legitimate mediums that we know of. It's always these people who are like very clearly fake. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and I wonder if there's a reason for that. Like if it's just sort of like the low hanging fruit and they're like, oh, well, this one's obviously easy to expose. So we're going to expose them. Whereas the like you know, the, all the forever family mediums, we've been put through a test and, you know, our accuracy has been graded and it's a whole process really that most people don't, um, they don't, you know, pass the, the test, yeah. um, yeah. which I didn't know when I went into it, thank God, or else I probably would have freaked out. Uh, I, you know, I think it would be a lot harder to kind of catch us because, uh, you know, if you put all this fake information out there that you expected us to regurgitate, none of us are Googling you or, or you know no, what I mean? No. So I, I, I think, on some level, they kind of leave the more le the actual legitimate people alone, because whether they believe we're legitimate or not, I think they just know that it's harder mm. to catch us. You, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean there are so many you know shows that I've seen that focus on you know at least have episodes on disputing mediums, and as you say, they always get the fake ones that are clearly right. faking it so, and clearly right. out there, and because it sells, you know, right. And you know what I've seen too, actually, um, on, I, I forget what late night show it was in, in the US. I, I can't remember. Maybe it was Stephen Colbert. I, I can't remember, but it was a late night show. And they actually used a clip of um, Laura Jackson. I felt bad because I, so Laura was on this um, TV show with two other mediums that I know, one of them being my good friend, Kim. And she showed me the unedited footage when we were just having lunch one day, she was like, oh, look at the unedited footage. And she had done fabulous readings. There was no way that she could have known this stuff. Like even the the host was like, oh my God, no, this is great. Um, the other medium, I forget the reading that she, that she did. And then Laura did a reading and it was actually pretty good. Um, I had seen, it was it was evidential, mm. the unedited version. So they edited it, edited it and obviously they cut out certain parts, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I, don't, I actually don't think they edited it very favorably. It was sort of like honest. They just cut out some other stuff. Um, but on this late night show, they were, they were ragging on mediums. They did a whole segment on it and they actually had taken this like two or three second clip of Laura saying something totally out of context. Mm. And it looked like she was just like fishing for information. Yeah. And I was like, you know, see, this is also the stuff that they do. Like, even if it, again, it's television, it's yeah. just all, you know, you, yeah. you can't really rely on there the was, TV um, stuff. You can't. I mean, there was one I saw with, um, John Edward and mm -hmm. he was saying about, um, 
he, he was fishing for information. I mean, not mm. in a negative way, but this is the whole point of context. He was fishing for information right. saying, you know, I've got this image of, of outer space. Did he watch Star Wars? Did he watch this? Did mm. he watch that? And right. if, if he was to cut out that first bit of information and the last bit explaining why he was doing it and you just had, right. um, did your father used to watch Star Wars? No. Oh, did he watch Star Trek? No. Oh, did he do this? Did he right. You would think that was immediately fake, but with the context right. of, well, I've got this image of stars, and now I'm trying to understand what that means. I'm not fishing right, for information. Right, I'm right. trying to understand and in, how to interpret right. this. And, you know, it, context is very, very important in anything. It is, yeah. yeah. It is. Otherwise, anything can seem fake. Exactly. And I, I think TV, uh, you know, it's not the best. I mean, I'm not, a, I've done TV, like, you know, myself before, so it's, you know, who would say no? But um, it's definitely not the best. Uh, medium for mediums <laughs> you know what i mean it's no. it's, it's, if it's it, not it's, it's hard not, to do it right it's not the best way of scientifically proving this no stuff no not scientifically at all no. I, I look at it more for entertainment and i'm like listen if it enters like the the, the bigger everyone's consciousness a little bit more and it's more accepted yeah. because of it I, you know yeah. i i look at that as the the silver lining yeah but as so, far as scientific no, television mediums it shouldn't be the deciding factor as to whether it's real or not no. basically no no, no not no. at all not yeah. at all not at all